0: what's up y'all welcome back to today's episode have you ever heard the term emotional regulation are you regulated (laughs) in today's episode i bring a pretty awesome guest who will teach you how to understand emotional regulation versus emotional dysregulation and we talk about something that she coined called the pace of grace. And I am so excited to share that with you because it's another name for something that I, for a term that I use. And I, I really hope that this resonates with you, that it just helps to shift your perspective and help you to seek the Lord more intentionally and really set up your days a little differently. So let me tell you about my guest. Her name is Juliana Page. She's a best-selling author, a master certified life coach, and minister of God's vibes. Juliana has researched and immersed herself in the professional life coaching, ministry, leadership, success conditioning, and personal development fields. From her obsession to determine what makes the difference in people's quality of life, she helps people understand their model of the world how to change their story to change their lives, how to steward their impact, and how to discover lasting fulfillment through contributing to the world in ways far beyond themselves. Paige serves as a leadership and self-mastery strategist for organizations, companies, entrepreneurs, and individuals. Through her proven spirit-driven success method and the God's Vibes Mastermind program, she delivers practical wisdom and tools that empower purpose, spiritual wholeness, sustainable health, financial freedom, and relational fulfillment. Y'all, it's a really, really good conversation. We talk about so many things having to do with wellness, just spiritual wellness, emotional wellness. We talk about the prophet Elijah. We're we're covering so much ground and still, it was such a cohesive conversation. We... We didn't plan for most of it, but wow, God showed up. And so I just pray that this is a blessing to you. I'm excited for you to tune in. And I hope that you would provide us feedback and also go check out Juliana. So let's get going. You're now listening to Her Renewed Strength, the podcast. A place where you, my sisters in Christ, are encouraged to walk by faith, and equipped to live well, steward well, and set your minds on eternity. I'm your host, Erica Diaz Castro, your Jesus-loving Puerto Rican life coach. If you're tired of living a life burdened by anxiety, burnout, or overwhelm, if you're ready to do more of what you love, create more space for the things and people that matter most, and better steward the gifts and resources God graced you with, if you want coaching, encouragement, fellowship, and just a friend to help you shift your perspective from the temporal to the eternal, you're in the right place. Grab a coffee, journal, and a pen. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to the party, and let's dig into today's episode. All right, y'all. I am very excited for this conversation because we've been planning it for some time. So... Put your hands together wherever you are, unless you're driving, for my special guest, my girl, Juliana Page. Yeah, Juliana. (laughs) Thanks for being here.
1: What's good? Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So I know who you are, but maybe some of the ladies who are listening have never heard your beautiful name. So can you tell us a little bit about your testimony and just like what you do and how you do it.
1: Yeah, I can tell you a thing. So I feel like if you've never done a name study on your name, I'm going to invite people to do that. So my name actually means joyful servant or youthful messenger. And I feel like that couldn't be more... Accurate in, in mm-hmm. who I am, what my purpose is, and all of that. And it's a self check every day. But how that looks like in the world, I've been professional life coaching mm-hmm. since 2009. So before that was really even a thing, I was yeah. doing that. I have a background in journalism and film production. So I really help people live their most courageous and impactful story. So we kind of weave those things together, if you will. It's- Practical psychology with God is kind of what's happening here. So there is a community called Courage Co. that I run where we do all of the things. I've authored some books. Really, I would say I let God do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we just do all of the things together. It's really how you can be trained up in the way you should go, because there is a huge shortage of that kind of training and development. So we have a training and development community to really grow up in God and mature and become exactly who he wants us to be and really love like he does. So that's what's happening over there.
0: I love that. I think my favorite part is that you, It. I mean, just from getting to know you, you do things that are uncommon. You have a heart that is big and ready to pour out and also ready to receive. And I think that that's really important, like having that balance, you know, and just knowing who you are in Christ and being bold and walking that out. It's so important. So big. So today, you and I had wanted to talk about like emotional regulation. Are you regulated? What even does that mean? And I know that you have done work in that area to support people just in understanding that, and you've talked about it on your podcast as well, but I'm hoping that we can kind of demystify what that term even means for the ladies who are listening and then kind of see where the Lord takes us.
1: Yes. And I feel like the Lord is so faithful in in doing that. He takes some of these worldly terms, some of these Mm -hmm. psychological terms, and he changes the meaning so that we can understand it and apply it to our lives and walk in his wisdom. So self-mastery would be the bigger term that I would put over being regulated in your system. So the world would say, You know, this year I'm about being regulated in my nervous system. That might be something you would see on social media, but you might see that and be like, well, what does that even mean to be regulated on the inside? So I really look at this like soul care, right? When you're not regulated on the inside, you can't be present in the moment. Your mind is constantly racing and filtering through so many things. I call it future tripping, where you're just tripping. About the future because you're looking at it without God in it. It can be anxiety. You're often living out a trauma response, or you're living according to a pattern that was created by a stressor that you didn't know how to respond to. You didn't know how to adapt in that moment. You didn't have the tools, maybe the language, the ability to really respond Mm -hmm. to a significant stressor and sometimes a trauma in your life. So your body keeps reliving that over and over and over. So there could be a situation that triggers that same response from a past event. You keep living out those cycles of stress and that's really hard on your body. And it just causes you to show up in ways that don't make sense, right? It starts bringing your body out of alignment. So you might have chronic fatigue. You might not be able to sleep. Your hormones might get out of balance. There's a lot of adrenal fatigue that happens. There's a lot of moodiness. You're really sensitive to environments. That's all happening because you're in a high stress state all of the time. And you're not designed to live that way. It's almost just living in survival is what it looks Mm. like to be dysregulated. But when you're regulated, thank God, there's another way. (laughs) And this is what God empowers us to do, which is really the self-mastery part. He says in his word that a woman or a person, but we'll say a woman here without self-control is like a city without walls. Okay. So self-mastery is all about learning to get your, your flesh, the Lies of the enemy, the distractions of the world under submission to your spirit. Okay. So it helps you regulate your soul, which is your mind, your will, your emotions, because just like there's self mastery in the world, there's self mastery with God. So when we're regulated, we can focus, <laughs> we've got clarity of mind. We can hear what God is saying to us. Our emotions are actually stabilized. We can feel them and it's not the end of the world. We can actually be present with them without running from them. And mm-hmm. God can bring healing through feeling an emotion. You can just see it as giving you valuable information or insight versus something that's wrong. And he also purifies our heart all the time. He keeps us very centered and healthy on the inside So that we can be fixed and focus on what it is that he wants to do one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time. And then he moves us at what I like to call the pace of grace, right? So there's not FOMO, there's not hustle mentality, there's not 10xing things. Like God literally has a pace for you to run your race and you're not designed to compare yourself to anybody else for that matter You're not designed to run at somebody else's pace that you don't have a capacity for. He has formed you for a unique purpose that he has. And he's giving you the training as you go. So it's this ability, this pace of grace is this ability to move in his enablements and in his strength, as you accomplish the things that he's calling you to do in season. So you can really embrace your season. And that's the best way to not miss out on anything that he has for you is to embrace the season that you're in. First
0: of all, have you coined the pace of grace? <laughs> Have you like trademarked that? Because I think it needs to be.
1: Like we're trademarking so many things right now.
0: <laughs> I know. I that <laughs> It's so good. The pace of grace. I love that. Yeah. That I would say that how you describe that is why I named my course on heaven's timeline, because I was, uh, you know, I just like thinking about things, trying to be working on your own timeline. You know what I mean? But the yes. pace of grace, I think is a, a, a different perspective and it just reminds me personally I'm thinking about all the ways that I get triggered that I it's really like me rushing myself a lot of times you know for some reason and I know that a lot of the women that are listening are doing the most moving at a a fast pace as best they can sometimes making mistakes sometimes not and if you make a mistake you got to go back and fix it right yeah and there's just all of this pressure and I I'm not shocked that there's all this pressure, right? Like the world is a pretty heavy place, but we are called to live differently. And I wonder what it looks like to you to live differently, knowing what it's like to move at a pace of grace.
1: Yeah, I love. So I've got an example for this. So over on my podcast, it's called God's Vibes. Okay, so this is kind of the language that I use, but the way that I can break down God's vibes. God gave this to me because- it was really important to recognize that there's a vibe that we can pick up on all the time. Like the invisible realm is where all the action is happening, but it's invisible. And so you don't really want to pick up on any sort of vibe. You want to be able to find and discern and connect and align and track with God, no matter what, you got to be able to find him in anything. So, what he gave me was like radio stations, right? And we'll just put a K on on the beginning of it because it just sounds like radio station. So there's K-G-O-D, all right? And this is what you need to be tuned into <laughs> 24-7, okay? Yeah, yeah. That's how you're designed. You're meant to be this fine-tuned instrument in the hand of the master that he can just use you as he wills, right? Mm-hmm. Well, often we're tuned into K-A-B-U-S, abuse. K-L-I-E, lies. K-C-R-I-T, criticism. K-U-N-F, unforgiveness. A lot of times we're tuned to lies of the enemy, to pain of our past, to unforgiveness for something that someone did that totally blindsided us and caught us off guard to an unattainable expectation that we're not entirely sure where that standard or expectation even came from. And we're so intimately tuned to these things that have become familiar that we can't even hear or discern where God is and what God is saying, we don't know how to really track with him, how to find him in life and how to really track with him and really get submitted to what his purposes and plans are. We can't hear his voice. Maybe we're not in the word. Maybe we are, you know, making idols out of different things, making them more important than that connection with him. But as we tune into him, right, it's almost like a chiropractic adjustment in your body. (laughs) Things come back into order. You can hear really really clear it's almost like when you're playing hide and seek growing up or th- there's one where you're like in the dark but you have to really just have different kind of senses and you can hear every sound effect you can you like try not to breathe like you get to this point where you can hear god <laughs> on that level like everything else goes silent you just hear him so clearly you can do that when you're tuned in 24 7 but when you're not all this other noise and static inevitably is going to get louder and the world is just moving faster in general right technology has made that happen and we see so much into other people's lives that we never knew we were behind and all of a sudden we think we're behind because this person's over here or Mm -hmm. we're seeing all these tragedies and then there's all this extra stress that we're absorbing and we don't even know how to process it filter it any of that right or we're trying to take on so much because we think we're supposed to be doing that when half of that isn't what we're supposed to carry at all But we don't know that and we can't filter it because we're not tuned into the right station. So that's how I look at it. To me, it's I have two things I feel like it'd be really valuable. One, we call this the daily five. And I love this because it's there's not a one size fits all plan for any person. God is so personal and unique. So the daily five are essentially what are the five things that God is telling you to do to up level your life? To help you get closer to Him, to help you live with more balance and more ease and more trust, to really make sure that you can be in a place where you can let your yes be yes and your no be no. So,
0: mm-hmm. for
1: example, my daily five are quiet time, like non negotiable time with God. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I'm not getting full of Him, what am I full of? That's, That's usually right. what I think about, right? Mm-hmm. Moving my body is big. Like, a lot of time I'm in my brain. So, getting out. Physically releasing things is really important. Yeah, I'm Eating as close to the source as possible. So that's usually the diet that I'm following. Like things that are as close to the source, meaning like your your fruits, your vegetables, your greens, all of that stuff. Like the stuff on the perimeter of the grocery store is what you want to think about. Staying mm-hmm. hydrated, just making sure that I'm giving myself energy and supporting this vessel God gave me. Gratitude is huge. I think so. so much we're focused on What's next what hasn't happened where mm-hmm. god hasn't moved yet a prayer that mm-hmm. isn't answered yet that we're missing what you're living in or what he has answered or what you can be grateful for so that's mm-hmm. a huge one and that did not come naturally for me mm-hmm. the inner critic was louder so i started practicing that and then also sewing and serving being mm-hmm. very intentional about what i'm actually contributing and paying attention to that because a lot of times especially in relationships, we're looking at what people aren't doing or what they're not giving us when it's more about what are we giving? What are we sowing? What are we contributing? So the daily five are just those five things that if you did this every day, you would be on a firm foundation. Like you would be one solid, stable human and you just practice and get really consistent at those. So that's something that is huge in really helping you identify how do I actually start getting regulated? Like what would that look like for me personally, practically speaking. And I think the other thing is coming up even with a a mission statement or an anchor word for your season so that you can really be rooted and grounded in your season and embrace what God is using to grow you. Because we always want to get on to our next into that promised place. But God's like, "Hey, hey, I want to work on your character. We got some things that we need to like shine up here, refine or cut off or prune or whatever it might be. And we want to run out of that. (laughs) We want to get off the powder's wheel and be on to the next thing. And he's like, hang on, just hang out here because what you develop here is going to be really what prepares you for there. So discovering with him, what is it that he really wants to grow and develop with you in the season? So is it a fruit of the spirit that he wants to work on with you? Is it a specific practice, like abiding in him, for example, that takes a long time to learn. That took me some, some years to learn how to just be still and abide in him, right? So I,
0: like recently learned, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> but if he gives you that anchor word, what I have found to be true is that all of life, right? It promises tests and trials of every kind, but he delivers us out of them all. But when you know that this is what he's developing in you, you don't fall for the trap or whatever an enemy would send to, to trick you to get you off the path, you would see it. For what it is and you're like nope even though this is uncomfortable even though i don't like this i choose this i choose to follow this i choose to partner with god in developing this in my mm. life right now yeah And we don't know how how he'll literally increase our capacity to do different things with him but it's literally in being faithful with these really simple small things that he just keeps stacking more and more exploits if you will with him
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's so I'm going to circle back to several things. The first yeah. is just being able to be patient, right? And and it sounds like your daily five help you to remain grounded and focus on what he has given you versus moving into the future because you haven't received something. And that reminded me, a lot of this is reminding me of the life of Elijah. Wow. Uh, I'm reading this book and he... Uh, it was written by Arthur W. Pink. He was, he lived like in England or Scotland somewhere, and he was died a while back. Yeah. Um, with a cool he,
1: accent, probably,
0: right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and the thing about that guy is just like to hit on him really quickly is that he actually was so staunch in his beliefs. He was a Calvinist, and like it, where he was, they weren't down with Calvinism at the time. Yeah. And so he just basically, went into hiding into his little cocoon and just wrote books. And he was like, eventually these will get out and that'll be my ministry. And it everything came out after he died. And so he has this one book that I'm reading. It's called The Life of Elijah. And he talks about the waiting because every time the Lord moved Elijah to the next thing, he mm-hmm. was there for a while, but it wasn't that he was counting time in terms of like years or even months like we do he would respond to things in in terms of days and he would just focus on those days when he responded like how long have you been there when he you know it's referenced how long he was somewhere it would say many days and that's common throughout the bible um and so to come back to the book that i was reading he quoted I wrote down a quote from him today actually and this is I feel like it speaks to what you just said he said as the the apostle reveals the apostle Paul reveals the first mark of an approved servant of Christ is spiritual patience this is developed by the trials of faith and he references James 1 chapter 1 verse 3 yeah and it just speaks volumes I think to where we are as a like a global church, right? That like we, even in church culture, like it's about like more people and more this, like more, more, more. Right. And, and I think that just what you shared helps us to focus on right here and being able to minister to the person directly in front of us and seeing those opportunities. Right. And so much of what I aim to do in my own life is to slow down so that if I so that I can see that there's an opportunity to like ask someone if I can pray for them. So I can see if, you know, in my own self, I need to just like pause and be like, Lord, I'm trying to figure this out before you are. So can you, can you take this, you know? Um, so that was the first thing I wanted to circle back on because it builds endurance and, and so much of what I hear you saying about the grace pace of grace is built in the season of the valley and it comes out of being able to endure um and so the other thing I wanted to say just kind of as a a whole package response to what you shared is that the spiritual disciplines help to fix all those things for sure (laughs) For sure. You know, like yeah. one, one spiritual discipline I have like literally never practiced is silence. Yeah. Never done it, you know? Yeah. um. But what, what you said, when you said you try not to breathe in the middle of like hide and seek in the dark, like yeah. it's so, it's so profound just yeah. to think about not uttering a sound, not even a breath, yeah. you know? And that yeah. reminded me of Elijah too, because where does he hear God on the mountain? And he hears God in a whisper. Right. Yep. And yep. how does that happen if you aren't able to just sip it? Yeah.
1: So good. And I love too, that you said apostle Paul, right. I'm, he's my Bible mentor. So I love yeah, yeah. that he says that his secret to life is that he learned to be content, whether he's a base or bounding. So that's mm. sort of the strategy. It's whether I'm in a flourishing season, whatever that might look like, or when I'm one, a dry season or even a wilderness season, like my contentment is my success strategy, right? right? Because if I have God, I have everything I need. And I get it twisted when I think that it's something else. Mm -hmm. Or the other thing the scripture tells us, teach us to number our days that we might live in wisdom, right? So wisdom to me, when you read it in Proverbs, it is the principal thing. And that has a pace, right? When you think of what your life is like moving at the speed of anxiety, or the mm-hmm. pace of anxiety, when you think of what your life is moving at the pace of high achievement, which is usually fear mm-hmm. masked in something productive, mm-hmm. when you think of your life moving at busyness, which is usually more fear of not being of provision, not coming forth, let's say like mm-hmm. they're always masked in something. Our pace is telling us so, so much. Right. But when you move in wisdom, wisdom isn't running. Like when you even look at Jesus in the Bible, he didn't run anywhere. hmm. He walked <laughs> he he might sure run a puppy at one point, but he wasn't running anywhere. Like he was like cool as a cucumber. He was just steady. Right. And wisdom moves that way. It's not freaking out. It's not like overthinking. It's not trying to really anticipate all this bad stuff that's going to happen. It's literally in the moment because that is where your power is. And when we're mm-hmm. missing these moments, then we have so many more messes that we end up having to clean up later. And that just creates more work and more stress that we never had to deal with in the first place. So when I think of circling the mountain or maybe what the Israelites are doing, I'm like, nah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to add 38 years of crazy and pain to my life. Like I'm good. I'm good. Like we're we're off that journey. Like give me the wisdom, like do a Solomon work on me and give me the wisdom. Right. Mm -hmm. That's more what I want to track with. I'm like, okay, this is how God moves, right? Like he, he comes up higher. He has a heavenly perspective and then he brings that on earth to this problem. And that's what I want to do. I want to constantly bring, a heavenly solution to an earthly problem, but it starts with me. So I've got to constantly see like, where am I having a soul that's out of alignment? Where is my mind not thinking in agreement with God? Or where are my emotions not surrendered or not trusting or fearful about something? Like, where have I let the enemy start sowing a little, a little something in me? Or what's going on in my heart that's creating a heaviness that's not meant to be there, right? We're meant to live in the kingdom every day. Righteousness right standing. We don't have to prove anything to God Mm -hmm. peace, right? Like peace, moving and operating from peace is very different than fear and joy. We're supposed to be having fun doing, doing this life thing. Right. So Mm -hmm. we're not living in that every day. Something is wrong. That's not natural and we don't Mm -hmm. have to accept it as natural. We can do something about it. And those disciplines help you see where things are getting out of alignment so you can fix them quickly and adjust them.
0: Yeah. Course correction. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. And if you're not like, think about this, right? Course correction happens as you catch the mistake. But if you're not able, let's just take Bible study. Cause that's like the first thing that most people think about when they think about yeah. the spiritual disciplines, if you're not in the Bible every day, let's say uh, just a verse, right? Like even just a verse, if you don't take in God's word, then you're going to have more to correct over time. Like as as long as it takes for you to get back with him, the longer it will take for you to figure out what is off. And so much of the efforts that I have put forth in my life, the the efforts of my own clients, my friends, like it's us trying to figure out how to fix our own issues, right? And we're not supposed to be, leaning Mm -hmm. on our own understanding we're not supposed to be taking the place of god so you know i think sometimes our own intellect is our idol because we think that we know it all and and that can be a stumbling block in and of itself because you can convince yourself that you don't need to get in the word of god right like oh i'll be okay today i feel good yeah you go based on feelings
1: huge huge
0: right right and and interestingly enough we're not to be going by feelings, but feelings are the things that trigger us back to to recognizing that something is not right. And this emotional regulation and dysregulation, you know, this is, I think about it this way. Our emotions are simply data points, right? Yeah. Like feedback yeah. that we get to yeah. bring us back to God. They're yeah. supposed to, God designed them specifically to use them to lead us, back to him. Mm -hmm. And if we go anywhere else with it, it is idolatry, right? Like it it results in that, right? We put our trust in something or someone else, whether it's a person, a substance, an activity, right? And it's not supposed to be that way. And the Christian is not supposed to cope the same way the world copes. So, so much of what I think we can learn from just being in god's word is just seeing how he would prefer us to cope with things and how we shouldn't right because there's a lot of illustrations of what not to do in the bible
1: yeah so good i think about it too it's we were never meant to depend on ourselves we were never designed Mm -hmm. to to do that but the world talks about that like independent self-sufficient like you know self-made i'm like there's no such thing as that but we're actually designed to depend on God. And so a lot of our irregularities, they form from depending on these things that were never solid. He's the only solid, solid steady person that we can ever count on. And he's faithful mm-hmm. and fully trustworthy, right? And so it's as we encounter him, we start becoming like him. We become steady. We become solid. We become trustworthy. We become faithful, right? But we have to put him at the center of our lives and start orbiting around him. Mm-hmm. and We have to depend on him to do that. Right. And then we start moving in a strength that's supernatural and in thoughts that are above our thoughts and ways that are above what we would have ever come up with. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really just getting honest with yourself and admitting I've seen what it looks like when I run my own life. Like I've watched that movie play out. Like it always ends the same, Mm -hmm. right? Like (laughs) I don't need to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Like we can, we can do a new movie, right? Like we got Mm -hmm. a great director. (laughs) We can, we can get cues and like, you know, our our lines from a better person and a better yeah. source. And then we can start responding and adapting along the way. Right. And we have a totally different story. And I think that's really beautiful to think about.
0: Yes, absolutely. So yeah. before we end this conversation, cause I know I'm going to bring you back. Um, <laughs> you and I had, we hung out before and we brainstormed we, that could have been a whole podcast episode in and of itself, but oh, it- when we talked You mentioned Proverbs 31 Mm -hmm. and you've mentioned Proverbs several times throughout our conversation today. And during our last conversation, you had mentioned the Proverbs 31 woman, how she laughs without fear of the future. And I just wanted to bring that back and ask you, how do you think we can become someone who laughs without fear of the future?
1: Yeah, I love this. So this was a little cross that was given to me. I still have it today. It's like a little wooden cross and I had this fun little orchid plant in my bathroom and I just stuck the little cross on there and I brushed my teeth and stare at this thing every day. I'm like, this is silly, right? I had like a little mustard seed that they gave you from churches. So if you've ever seen those, oh. like a mustard seed and that cross sitting there and I'm like, this is just laughable. Like this doesn't even seem possible that you could take somebody that's constantly tripping about the future, worried about so many things, trying to hold it all together and make me just laugh without fearing it at all, like skipping through a meadow, almost like, how do we get there? Like, how is that even a thing? (laughs) Right? Like it just, I would stare at it like this in and of itself would be like the craziest thing that you ever do. Right. And so to me, what I didn't know that God was doing at the time was he had me specifically in that season on a healing journey. He had Mm -hmm. me serving in a recovery ministry, right. And was just doing a whole heart surgery on me, but he was making me a safe place to be and i think that if you can embrace that as a thought that that is god's invitation to you that he can make you a home base like you can be home and safe and secure with him wherever you are and when you get to that level of safety and security in yourself with him right then you don't have to fear the future. You don't have to come up with ABCDFG. You don't have to plan everything out and then replan and have the backup plan. You don't have to rehearse all of this pain. You literally can look at the future with excitement and you can laugh because anything that the enemy's going to try to do or like throw into that, you're like, nah, like, do you know my God though? Like, do you Mm -hmm. see how he moves? Like we're already ahead. We're already like 20 steps ahead of whatever you're trying to do like you don't win like we win this thing and that gets me excited that makes me want to laugh at the enemy when he's Mm -hmm. trying to mock me because god can't be mocked like it's almost like you get i'm picturing like the little kid on like a football field that's trying to play like football or something he's like you know a little a little a little mini human but he's got like a big (laughs) brother or something that comes and stands in and like freaks out all the kids that were trying to bully him it's kind of like that like the, the enemy is going to try to come at you all these ways, but you can laugh without fear of the future because you've seen God have you so many times that he can't block or stop anything that God's got going on.
0: Yes, that reminds me of the song that I've been listening to on repeat. It's from yeah. Maverick City, God Problems. Have you listened to it?
1: I don't know if I listened to that one. I listened to other songs from that. It's but. so good. It's okay. so good. And yeah. in
0: one of in um in one of the lyrics, it's like in the bridge when they're just going in for you know a minute, and yeah. this is kind of like where people lose, they become more vulnerable, right? When you just kind of yeah. stay in that in that place and you just call out to the Lord, right? And there's there's a point when someone when I, whoever is singing, right, he's like someone let the devil know, tell him that he's got to go. And, <laughs> and I, when I heard that, I was like, I don't say that enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that I, I call out to God first and I think that that's proper and yeah. good. Yeah. Um, But I, I think I also have to just be like in the habit of, of rebuking yeah. the enemy, you know? And, and so when I listened to you kind of share just about laughing without fear of the future. I'm reminded that what you said before, right? Like the spirit realm, everything is happening there. And we need to just be weary of that. We need to be constantly thinking about that, especially if we do want to be in that spot where we can be in that safe place with the Lord. Just remembering that God is bigger than every problem and every, every person, including the, the enemy of our souls yeah. and sometimes we give that that guy more credit than he ever deserved you know 100%. we give him more power
1: 100 percent, and he's afraid of you that's the yes thing, right? that's why the attacks you. come yeah, yeah. like so no God one's attacking
0: has, someone who's not a threat
1: that's it That's it. And God has made you an answer. So it's like, when you wake up and figure out that you're an answer, you're like, like, oh, nah, like he he might come at me this way, but I'm going to make him live back. Like you Mm -hmm. literally start to get activated in a different way because you know that you're not counting on your own Mm -hmm. human resources. Like now Mm -hmm. you're supernatural and you're going to count on the supernatural to show up for you. And you're like, oh, we winning.
0: That's That's right. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I have loved our conversation. We are out of time for today. But I would love to just invite all of you ladies who are listening to get connected with Juliana. She's got some cool stuff going on. So Juliana, where can people find you? And what do you have going on right now that we can look forward to?
1: Yes, well julianapage.com is where all the things are. So whether it's books, links to the podcast, all the things. You can hang with us on God's Vibes. That's the podcast, but we hang out in CourageGo, Co., which is a different website. It's www.couragego.org. And inside there, we have the God's Vibes mastermind, and this mm-hmm. is like inner Holy Spirit boot camp, okay? Mm-hmm. This is all about reclaiming your spiritual authority, it's about how you co-labor with God and really partner with him. It's how you increase that's creative capacity that God has given you and how you start multiplying your influence in the world. So this is a beast of inner development, but mm-hmm. it's all directed by God and it's truly amazing what he does and how he works in there. Like even the titles are prophetic. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> and everyone has a different experience. So it's really fun. It's a really tight knit sacred community and God does so many things in there. So we have that the last round this year um, closing in October so it closes 1010. okay officially start. Yeah.
0: yeah. so this is going live on 10 3 I want to say so y'all have a yes. week yeah a week to get it together and I will have all the links in there. so I hope that you are going and checking out everything that Juliana has going on. Thank you. I'm so grateful for you and yes, I'll you be too. just waiting for the next one.
1: Yes thank you thank you.
0: All right, y'all. We'll see you on the next one. God bless you. Hey, sister girl. If you love today's episode, the best way you can show love and support is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other Christian women who want that same support and valuable content actually find the show. Oh, and if you're ready for more and you want to learn about free group Bible study, upcoming events, free courses, and other services, Head to HerRenewedStrength.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter to become an insider. You'll get my weekly top five extra tips and bonuses. I'll see you on the inside.